0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, March twenty-fourth, two thousand nine. I'm Caleb Brown. It would be just about impossible for even the most careful observer of the Supreme Court to come up with the overarching jurisprudence of Justice Anthony Kennedy. Author Helen J. Knowles calls Kennedy a modest libertarian in her new book, The Tie Goes to Freedom, Justice Anthony M. Kennedy on Liberty. We spoke following a forum for the book yesterday.
1: I describe him as a modest libertarian because he shies away from a lot of the polarized and radical rhetoric that a lot of people a lot of people accuse libertarians of of purveying. And I wanted to ensure that if people saw a book where it said that Justice Kennedy's jurisprudence is libertarian, that I wanted to ensure that they didn't think he fell into the same category as a, a lot of libertarians are perceived as being he is a very he he has a very mild-mannered style and that comes across in a lot of his rhetoric it's not harsh rhetoric when he explains his principles it's in a very mild-mannered way and although i didn't have a chance to interview him i have met him and the very brief occasion I met him, he came across as the, the the mild-mannered justice that everybody says. And so that explains the modest part of it. And then the libertarianism is... Kind of getting back to basic principles of libertarianism, the idea of individual sovereignty and of tolerating diverse views, and really of the tie going to freedom rather than to the government. So that's why I describe him as a modest libertarian. In terms of an area of his jurisprudence where I think my argument will be most well received is certainly in his free speech opinions, where when people have, if ever people have described Justice Kennedy as a libertarian or having libertarian tendencies in his jurisprudence, has always been in his free speech opinions. Um, One of the things about free speech jurisprudence is free speech jurisprudence makes for very strange bedfellows. You find people who are ordinarily labelled as conservative and liberal sort of climbing into the same opinion. And so it's very difficult to categorise free speech jurisprudence as either conservative or liberal. And Kennedy has come to be known as a free speech libertarian because at the end of the day, if you line all the justices up and say, OK, the way in which they voted for cases, did they vote for the individual or for the government? Kennedy is overwhelmingly in favor of the individual rather than the government, far more so than any of his colleagues.
0: Kennedy himself has said that he does not have an overarching jurisprudence, and you said that you probably can't say that about a lot of justices. Aside from the area of free speech, where does he have a clear Uh, principle at work in in his decision?
1: There are two areas I would identify, and these are both discussed in in my book in terms of one element of his jurisprudence, and this is the humane element where I talk about his race-based classifications, jurisprudence, and his uh, jurisprudence dealing with discrimination based on sexual orientation. Kennedy is strongly, strongly opposed, particularly to um, laws that discriminate against people based on their sexual orientation. To him, that's the government simply imposing its view of morality on other people and telling them how they should live their lives. And the government is doing that in such a way as it's identifying people as members of groups rather than individuals. It's saying, you are gay or lesbian, therefore we're going to treat you in a particular way. And to him, that completely undermines what he emphasizes as the dignity of the individual. And he does the same thing in race-based classifications. He's strongly opposed to treating someone either positively or negatively in a particular way because they are a particular race.
0: Is there anything that we can say about uh, Kennedy Uh, as a recent justice rather than as opposed to Kennedy uh, in years past?
1: I think in terms of the principles that I outline in my book, he's been pretty consistent his entire time on the court. People have seen in his jurisprudence maybe some variations on that in the, the last couple of years since we've had a new chief justice. What I try to do is to weave a couple of those opinions that might have challenged my thesis, I weave those opinions into my book, and show that really his principles have stayed true over his 20 years on the court. But what I have detected is his... Belief in the power that he holds as a member of the Supreme Court, that has grown over time. To begin with his time on the court, he was kind of cautious in expressing these principles that he believes in. But nowadays, particularly, you'll see him writing opinions that no other justice will join because he is so wedded to these principles that he is not willing to give them up just to get another person to join an opinion.
0: You say that he's been fairly consistent over the year, his 20 years on the court. Where has he been on federalism in that time?
1: If I had been writing a chapter about federalism in the book, I know that my ability to demonstrate that he has consistency in his jurisprudence would have been much more difficult than with the areas I do focus on. Kennedy is famous for saying that federalism was the framers' unique contribution to political science, a unique contribution to political theory. Those are his words. He said that the framers split the atom on sovereignty when they conceived of the idea of putting federalism into the structure of the Constitution. Prior to, I think it was 2007, with Gonzales versus Raich, we would have all been happy with that conclusion. We would have all been happy with Justice Kennedy's view that these are indeed important principles of federalism and that Kennedy's committed to them. I don't know what happened in Gonzales versus Raich. Um, Professor Barnett suggests that it's Kennedy's strong hostility to... um, allowing individuals any kind of freedom when it comes to drug regulation. I suspect that maybe played into it, and maybe that overcame his better judgment about federalism. But certainly he is on record a lot of the time as being deeply committed to federalism, but he maybe veered off the federalism um, reservation with Gonzalez v. Raich.
0: Has he made public statements regarding... Wickard v. Filburn?
1: Not to my knowledge, no. Kennedy is, I mean, all of the justices are well known for being very cautious about what they say about existing cases. Kennedy is no different in that respect. And he is far more hesitant than other members of the court to not only say anything about Uh, existing cases, but about prior cases as well. He really doesn't talk about them a whole lot. And if you go to the Supreme Court's website, it's noticeable that, to the best of my knowledge, this is still true today, that there's only one of his speeches posted on the public information part of the website, whereas a lot of the other members of the court have posted lots of different speeches they've given. Kennedy's only posted one.
0: Ellen J. Knowles is author of the new book, The Tie Goes to Freedom, Justice Anthony M. Kennedy on Liberty. You can listen to the Cato Institute's forum for the book at cato.org.